Welcome to the newest episode of the MI Barb podcast. In this episode, we sit down with our old dirty pastor friend himself, Adam Kwan. We've got a lot of ball and basketball to get to, so let's get right into it. I told um, I'm working on some life lessons, some basketball life lessons. And uh, you know, working with working with my son, trying to get him to to be better at basketball. Um, you know, we've had some good moments recently. He listens to this, but we had some good moments recently with with both my older older boys who uh, told me that they were really into basketball. You know, like like Jude's been wanting to go to the rec a lot, and, and Daniel, uh, he said, "Man, I'm really into basketball right now." He's just really thinking about it. So, you know, I did a couple couple drills to uh, to work with them. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know, maybe podcasting takes us all the way to, you know, the all-star games, the big games. You know, maybe it takes me to that career in coaching that, you know, I really have down in my heart. But um, one of the drills we worked on before, um, before the baby was born was uh, I was taking this little basketball. It's a King James Lakers ball. It's pretty dope. Um, and I was throwing it. In, uh, in hard to catch spots, I said, I'm tired of you dropping balls. And I said, we're going to pretend this ball is your new baby sister and you can't drop it. And then I would just, I kind of chuck it. Sometimes I would bounce past it, but like, I'd be like, the bounce doesn't count. Like the, she's, she's good on the bounce, you know? And so I bounce it to him. If he dropped it, I go, you're going to drop your sister. You know, I like really, <laughs> I got really nailed at home and he kind of laughed and I'd be like, it's not funny to drop a baby. You know, I just kind of keep on throwing at him. But then, you know, and he did seem like, he, you know, getting a little quicker hands. And, you know, you got to do that stuff all the time. So, I mean, if you listen to this and you're thinking about being really good at basketball, you're going to have to work on having quick hands all the time. Um, and I think dribbling tennis balls and, you know, catching tennis balls and having soft hands is a good part of that. We're playing a lot of football, actually. I think football is a good drill for that. But um, I told him we were working on rebounding. Uh, on uh, Monday, and I said, uh, and I actually my ankle's been hurting me, so you know I'm like I'm I'm just really giving it to him, like I'm taking all the rebounds, and I'm telling him I'm like, look, I'm an old man, and I got a bad ankle, and you're a big young man, you know, like you shouldn't be letting me get all these rebounds. And then finally, I said, what's your favorite food? I said, what well, you know, what chicken curry? And he was like, yeah, I'm like you, you love chicken curry, right? I said, what if every time this ball comes off the rim? It's chicken curry. And so you want to let somebody take your chicken curry? Like the only plate you got? And then, you know, it got pretty intense. And I, I'll be honest, by the time I was done, I said, you got nothing but white rice. Because he got like one <laughs> rebound. Because when I started thinking about being chicken curry, and, you know, maybe I just kind of coached myself, you know, because I was like, man, yeah. I ain't going to I'm gonna miss out on chicken curry. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Zach Ayapa. When he comes on later, he can – share with us his family secret chicken curry recipe and then we'll all have a business we can run that's that's true that that is uh probably the best business you know i like i like what you're doing you know kind of those off-handed type of drills um it reminds me a lot when i was growing up uh you know my brother was a a big football guy he was uh, like a star athlete in high school and um just like really really you only have one brother right I have a, a brother and a stepbrother. Oh, so, like, okay. my, my brother brother is, uh, you know, he's a, a star athlete, um, really good, a little bit older than me. And, uh, you know, I grew up playing football with him. Well, not with him, but, uh, you know, kind of because of him trying to emulate what he was doing. And uh, we played football or basketball or, or whatever on the driveway. And uh, if I, you know, dropped a pass or if... Uh, you know, I didn't catch the, the football when he threw it. He'd come over and just hit me as hard as he can. You know, my brother's like six and a half years older than seven years older than me. So, you know, you can imagine as a, a kid growing up, somebody who's like, you know, seems like a, a grown up, you know, really be 16, 17, 18, you know, 20, whatever, just hitting you like as hard as you can, sounds, like in the chest. Sounds intense. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helped me. Uh, get better at playing football because I didn't <laughs> want to get hit. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you went to uh, when you went to the college, did you put the little uh, black uh, things under your eyes and write like John three sixteen on them? No, no, I should have. 
because the Christian, the Christian college, they had football, right? No. <laughs> oh, because it's churches on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not TCU. Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be kind of like that. We used to do this thing like, uh, you know, this is, you know, I wrestled in high school and um, this is like before I ever like thought about wrestling or whatever. We used you were to, really involved in a lot of sports that weren't basketball. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. And uh Athlete. Yeah. Oh Jackson. Yeah. And we, we had this uh this little single bedroom house and or not not single bedroom, single bathroom, you know, a couple bedrooms. <laughs> studio <laughs> studio bedroom, your whole family. And Ooh, uh man. my brother and I shared a room. And my brother would like he he'd come over, you know, my he didn't live with us all the time. He'd come back and forth. He'd come over and man, he'd like wrestle me in like the, the bedroom or something, like hold me down. And if I could get out of the room, that's when we were done. That's when like, you know, I proved myself to him for that, you know, that evening or whatever, and then he stopped picking on me. I mean, I could never get away. So then I had to keep lying. I'd be like, man, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go. I got to go. But really, I knew that my mom was always either in the kitchen or the dining room. And I had to pass through both of those areas to get to the bathroom. So then I'd go and hide out with my mom. What a trick. Uh, and, and, you know, that doesn't really have any prevalence to this story. I feel like your brother could have got you to catch football by being like, hey, what's your favorite food? And you've been like, oh, I don't like food. I like coffee. I'm a barista boy. And he'd be like, all right, well, don't let this coffee spill. It's like $30. And then you'd be like, oh, shoot, can't spill the coffee. You know, you'd be on it. Dang, that's true. I actually would do these same things to motivate myself playing baseball. Um, And my motivation in uh, in second and third grade, I was terrorized by this uh, girl that was just kind of a bully. (laughs) Uh, so, but that's that's fair. Girls grow quicker. You know, girls are always the bullies. It was just like I don't know really what her deal was. Her name was Nahani. <laughs> Dang. And uh, I don't Turn know what her deal was, but I went through. Smoke. She probably don't even know. She was just mean, I think. But <laughs> I just went through this part of life where I was like, I didn't think it was okay to hit her, but I wanted to hit her, and it was all very frustrating in second grade. You know, second grade is a rough time. I remember playing baseball because uh, I played baseball since I was really little. Um, and I would always think, oh, I got to hit this because I hit this ball. I'm hitting the honey. Like, it was like <laughs> this motivation that I had yeah. as a second grader, which is like kind of a violent second grade motivation. Now that I'm looking back on it, especially reflecting out loud with you, I'm thinking that maybe that's not the best motivation. And you know what? I've changed hey, that. It's okay. I'm just trying to make sure it's they don't okay. drop the baby, you know? That's yeah. uh, that's where I'm at. Don't drop the baby. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely like uh, all for like, you know, those off methods of, of training and getting better. You know, I don't know if you ever had like, um, you know, you would look up to an athlete and, you know, try to emulate the way that they train. Not necessarily the way that they play. Everybody wants to play like Michael Jordan, but do you want to train like Michael Jordan? Is the thing like when I was growing up and, and wanted to play football, I wanted to be a running back. Um, you know, I ended up not not playing running back, but um, I thought to get myself better, to get better at running downhill, get better at running um, through blocks and things like that. I heard a story about how Walter Payton used to run these hills behind his house every day. He used to just run up and down these hills, like in the in the trails and stuff. And uh, where I lived, if you walk like a, a quarter mile down the railroad tracks, you get to this golf course um, and like some hills back there. And I would just run these hills. And I'd be like, man, I'm Walter Payton. Walter Payton running these hills up and up and down every day. And uh, yeah, I think those types of things, you know. I don't have anybody shape. I know who reminds me less of Walter Payton than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. Like, like you're kind of you're kind of long and. I think of Walter Payton like running backs. Yeah. I just don't think yeah. of them like you, they don't look like you. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, that's yeah. pretty true. But I mean, hey, the thing is, is you and Walter ran them hills. Man. So y'all do have something Get in, in common. Get them in. in the hills. I bet you that Walter Payton probably lived somewhere where there actually was hills. That's true. I lived in like <laughs> Springfield, so it's like. like you ever like ride? You ever go ride a bike like in a different town? Like like being from here, like I'm riding a bike. I'm it's always just flat, yeah. and you're just riding around. Yeah. 
And then, like, you go out of town, you go on a bike ride, and you're like, oh, man, what's up with all these hills? That's you know, like, true. climbing hills and having to stop yeah. and hoping you ain't rolling backwards and stuff. And you're like, dang, dude. Even driving a car, like, I used to drive stick, and I remember thinking yeah. that driving a stick in the hills was a lot different than here at home, where I just drive across the flat ground. Yeah. I mean, everything's easier in uh, central Illinois. Yep. It's not like being a Portland person. And that's why we're so lazy here. <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, I, I was debating on whether I'd jump on this, jump on this box, but I might as well. You know, I, I was just thinking today when I was thinking about business, I was thinking about hustles and all the people I know who are in business. And I thought, man, I know so many people in Lincoln. We're recording here in Lincoln tonight. And I was thinking, man, there's a lot of people that I know in business in Lincoln. And then I think, but Lincoln is a city of mediocrity. <laughs> and then I started thinking about other cities in Central Illinois. And I think, wait, Central Illinois is filled with mediocrity. It's like... The, you can hustle. You don't have to try really hard to be like at least kind of successful, successful enough. Yeah. yeah. And like when you go to like Chicago or, or St. Louis, it's you got competition. You yeah. got to stand out. You got to be like you got to be able to be more. Yeah, be smart, just like, savvy. Yeah. You know, you got to hustle, work hard. You can't all have the same menu at the restaurants. Yeah. You know, you can't. You can't have all the. You know, all these, like, weird gift shops that all belong in, like, an airport in 1974, <laughs> um, which is what we have in Lincoln. Um, you actually try, you know? Yeah. Even, like, even, like, I think about going to, like, a bowling alley in, like, a big city, and it's, like, way cooler. Or, like, going, like, because they have to be. Because yeah. nobody would even go. And, like, we just live in a spot where you don't really have to be, like... You just that have to have it open. You just have to, yeah, you, you just have to be open. You have to be an option. And maybe know all the right old people in town. Make sure your family has the right name and you're fine. <laughs> Everybody become. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like an old America concept. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I feel like the most of America is a little more free market now where there's like in the cities, it, it doesn't always matter as much what your name is. It's like execution of the, of the concept. And yeah. there's still like all this like middle America where, you could be in business and it really just, as long as everyone, oh, that's so-and-so's boy, they're going to go to you, even if you're not even good at, at the thing you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I get on a website. I got on a popular uh, <coughs> realtor's website and I was like, wow, this website sucks. And I was like, how is this guy selling all these houses with this terrible website? Like, why wouldn't he like take the extra step? And then I got on some other realtors' websites from different towns, you know, because I was looking at some different uh, property, and they were all pretty bad too. And I was like, man, like, why don't they just take the time? Like, why is why can't I find commercial listings separate from residential listings? Why is the search bar not really work? Why do I have to scroll through all these just to find these? You know, yeah, really bad interfaces. And I think, and I know y'all are making good money, so like, why not? Why not put a little more pride in it? You know, side hustle, business, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard here in the, in the Midwest. And if we were in Portland, where we're really from, <laughs> it would be better. I want to bring a guest on. Can we get a guest on tonight? Can we get uh, Adam? Yeah. All right, man. So uh, here we are. We're bringing Adam on the, on the show today. And uh, I want to bring Adam in because I've been watching the Rockets. I've been watching the Rockets a lot. And, guys, one thing that brings – uh, us three together as ballers and Zach Iapa when he gets here is uh, between all of us we've all been we've all been balling out at the local rec center you know I mean we've taken down a lot of teams uh, we've shot a lot of threes uh, it, we've had a lot of Dame time moments uh, where Dalton yells Dame time and then uh, shoots and I always know I gotta run in because uh, this might be a rebound situation if he yells Dame time he's definitely shooting so don't look for the pass I've seen a lot of pump fakes, Adam. I've seen those where where you, you pump fake and your eyes move, and uh, a lot of times John Baker just jumps for it and uh, fouls you. You know, I've seen that. We've all played a lot of recreational basketball, and I've been watching the Rockets, and they've been running out a team of guys who are all not very tall. And I've been thinking that maybe we could become an NBA team. <laughs> like maybe like with Adam Silver, he's been trying to change a lot of rules. Maybe there's a way that we could play the worst NBA team for a chance to be in the I NBA. We, first we don't need a center. We don't need tall guys. No, we can skip the G League. We don't need tall guys. <laughs> we don't need anything. 
all we need is five guys who are ballers who can go out and just space the floor. That's great. Seven seconds or less. So we just throw long passes, <laughs> shoot it, and run right back up. And you know what? Defense, we don't need defense. Twice the offense. So it doesn't matter. So, Adam, I, I don't know your exact height, uh, but I feel like we're close in height. Um, definitely definitely under 6'9", 6'10", yeah. but yeah. definitely over five feet. Yes, yeah. What do you think? Do you think that we have a chance? Like, do you think we can get out there? And what's our team name? Those are two things I need to know. Do we have a chance, and what's our team name? We do have a chance, especially with uh, Ayapa on the court. Anytime he's on the court, there's a chance. Oh, if he can just show up. I've been trying to get him to right. come in on time for the podcast. Yeah, goes. if he – as long as he's on the court, there's like a chance. He's got the cap sleeves on. Yeah. You don't think that they'll read the uh, the face, that kind of duck face he makes, and know he's going <laughs> to shoot? No. No, he's <laughs> – He's a baller. He shoots fast, quick he, release. He steps up when it's needed. If you want to do seven seconds or less offense, he's down to shoot within seven seconds every time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Do you think uh, – what what's our team name? I feel like we – didn't we already have a team name for our uh, intramural league? I don't remember what our team name was. I think we were the Old Dirty Pastors. The ODPs? Or we were Hot Cops. Hot Cops. That's what it was. Yeah, we were Hot Cops. Hot Cops. Um, hot Cops. My friend Ian, who uh, who if he's ever around, really wants to join us on MI Baller. He's a he's a basketball mind. He told me uh, I'm not sure if this was his team that did this, but maybe there was another team in the league he played in. Their team name was Bye Week, and that way, if you look through the schedule, you're like, oh, it's a bye week, and then they would just get wins off the forfeit. So like, think about that. Like, if we could make it to a short NBA team, and we named ourselves. By week, aka old dirty pastors, we could, we could really do well. ODP, <laughs> you know, we could really do well. A lot of teams I would just forfeit, thinking that they had the night off. <clears throat> I don't, I don't it's know. It's, it's trickery, but it's the kind of thing Belichick would do. Like he's um, he's a tricky yeah. guy, you know. Popovich has got some tricks he pulls out. That's sometimes. right. That's how he got all them rings. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of like the triangle, but it's different. It's the bye week. <laughs> So I, I don't know. You guys see any any fruit here? Like, is this something we can? Yeah, do? I think um, you know to to give us a little bit of a advantage, we need to institute um, back to back to backs in the NBA. So we need to play teams on the third night of a back to back to back. And we should start pushing for back to back to backs. Yeah, yeah. Watching get how, the season done quicker. Yeah, because no one's watching the games in the middle of the season anyway. Well, watching how Portland played last night on the end of a back to back traveling if they have to go to new orleans from portland then to memphis then up to you know central illinois i'd like to we, meet we memphis. might get them but they have to take a bus that's true they eight have to hours from memphis to central so we, we only, only play, play at home, home. yeah that's our schedule yeah, yeah. We, I'm down we're, with that. We, we're like the sixers at home. yeah we don't have a budget for the, <laughs> the yeah and uh and no crowds we can't have a bunch of people yeah. watching. It has to be semi-private. There can be one video guy. No, Shout out there has to be another game be going on the other court. Yes, yeah. I actually was at a game one night where they were playing two games, and this was a real game though. Like this was an official game. They had another official game going on the other court with one of those uh, like cloth walls that they pull down. Mm-hmm. And I would hear the refs whistle over there and think someone was getting. I'm like, right, how is this fair? Like they would people would stop moving sometime. Like, oh wait, did something just get called? Uh, but we could go no refs. We'll just call our own. And honestly, I think first team we should be trying to beat is Memphis. I'm going to tell you why. We should be trying to beat Memphis because, one, grit and grind culture, right? They're always they're talking about grit and grind. They are. They're always talking about it, even though now there are a bunch of young guys who don't even play that way, right? But they're always talking about it because Memphis is kind of a gritty city. Yeah. But the thing is, is they don't know the passive-aggressive grit and grind of Midwest <laughs> culture of Central Illinois. That's what's up. Like, we are grit and grind in a way that, like, is almost like something stuck in your teeth that's gritty that you can't quite grind out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just constantly there and you can't get rid of it. That's how we are. Yeah. I also think that 
for the honor of Ugadala. For the honor of Ugadala, because they talked a lot of trash about Andre, and Andre's from our place. You know what I mean? Like he's the only Central Illinois baller out there with Livingston retired and and Cook somewhere out on an island. He's the only one out there still playing ball. And Memphis talks smoke about Andre, and we need to come for Andre and say, look, we're bringing our ODP, old dirty pastors, we're coming in, and we are taking down the Memphis Grizzlies with that passive-aggressive grit and grind that they never saw coming. That's fair. Um, If my first uh, NBA game, I get swatted into the stands by Jaron Jackson Jr., though I'm probably retiring, so that's a tough first game. Oh no! So I've got this play I've worked up, <laughs> where, all right, like, like so Adam, I like it. I like it when I'm playing with Adam. I like I like to play uh, kind of back and forth, like a lot of handoffs. So like I like to go and set a screen and then pop back, and then he'll either pass it back to me or he'll shoot, or it's a little bit of a give and go, right? But what I really like is that Adam is uh, selfless. That's like that's that's basically the whole. That's yeah the. How I play That's the, game. the theme of like it's you know what I do. everything. So we go to the hoop. Adam throws it up like it's a shot, but it he throws it up kind of slowly and he says selfless. Yeah. <laughs> and when it goes up, Jaron or whoever the shot blocker is at the time, they they hit it and they whack it right in the backboard because the way he's teed it up. When they hit it in the backboard, I jump and catch it off the backboard and put it in. And it, they think they got a great defensive play. And honestly, they're happy because they're stat stuffers. So they're like, dude, I just got a huge block. But really, Adam got an assist. But he doesn't even care that he gets credit for stats. it. Because he don't care about the stats. He's selfless. Stats. And it's a way that we can win the game by looking like we're trying to lose it. You know, and that seems like, like something that could have could work almost every time down the court. This, this, this is a this real, direction and it works every time. This is a real right. flint tropic situation like trying to make <laughs> trying to make the lead. I'm I'm not familiar with that team. Is that that <laughs> team with the tall guy? Curly hair? Yeah, yeah, my boy Jackie Moon. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Shuttlesworth, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like we could be in the league. Um I've had league dreams for a while. What's like now, this is still a stupid question, um, and I know that if you're listening right now, you're like, what's the business part of this? But uh, I want to tell you that my friend Jim, who's a great businessman, he always tells me that you were always whoever you were in junior high. Like, you always feel like you are whoever you were in junior high, like inside. And uh, I think that that's true. Like, I always feel a little awkward, like I did in junior high. Like, I'm trying to hide this junior high version of myself, but I'm grown, you know? Um. You know, like, what is, like, when you're sitting at home, like, do you guys imagine basketball the way I do? Like, I always have these moments, and I'd like, if you guys want to share your moments, I'd like that. Like, uh, the other day, this was actually yesterday, my wife said, honey, what are you thinking about? And I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> and she said, what are you thinking about? I said, don't worry about it. And she goes, seriously, I go, what do you think I was thinking about? She goes, I don't know. And there's a long pause, and she goes, basketball? And I went, yeah, I'm thinking about basketball. She goes, what about it? I go, I'm not telling you because I'm thinking about this like amazing basketball move. Like I'm thinking about like, honestly, I was thinking about if I could just play like, like in my kids junior high game as a kid. Right. And like what I would do. And I was like, Oh man. And I was thinking about the little step back I like to do. And then I was thinking about uh, the, that move where you, you split the defense, throw it off the backboard and I was imagining I was doing it, and I was like, man, that would be so sick. And I was just really excited. Do you guys have those moments? Like, do you have a moment where you think about it? It doesn't have to be basketball. Just where you know there's a little kid inside of you who's imagining being just a sports hero still. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. For sure. What's it like, though? Describe it. Like, like, when, what's that moment like for you? What are you, what are you doing? I man, I'm playing for Zion. I'm not even playing for Carol, man. I got that Zion jersey on. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't even know. That's, I don't, I don't know if I have like a specific instance in my mind, but I get it for sure. Like whenever, uh, whenever I go over to my in-laws' house and I start playing basketball, like my nephews or something, dunking on them, I imagine that I'm their height dunking on them, and that gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were a little kid dunking on the other little kids. 
Yeah, that would be nasty. <laughs> I, I would video that for sure. Be like, look at this little kid. He's dunking on these other little kids. They're crying. Yeah, that's messed up. Well, I think about... I like... When I was in uh, high school, I think... Y'all remember um, Steve Nash? Oh, yeah. Who? Steve Nash. That he was kind of a baller. The guy that yeah. stole the MVP from Kobe. You, but the thing is, is is Steve Nash is is a baller though. He's R.J. Barrett's godfather. Really? Yeah. Huh. The thing you know. Yeah. But I like the way that Steve Nash used to play, and he had long hair for a while, and I thought that was pretty cool because yeah. you know, usually see ball players with long hair. So, so when I when I'm like thinking about me being in like because he's a soccer player, like a baller, we don't. I don't want to talk about soccer. I mean, that's... Yeah, this is the football. MI Baller podcast. Yes, yeah, not a MI soccer. Um, but I, when I think about that little kid, I remember I always loved watching the point guards dish it. And oh, yeah. uh, we were talking about, what's his name? Jason... Jason Williams. With Jason Williams. I loved that dude growing up. Yeah, that dude was smooth. Yeah. And he added some flair to the game. Yeah, back when they still played defense. When I see Steve Nash, I always think about you because the, the long hair and the head. And he was selfless too. Yeah, and that's I, where I got my. And, and honestly, Steve Nash. Now the knock is he was too selfless. He should have shot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Tony has been talking about that with regret and tears in his eyes ever since he lost mm-hmm. to the Spurs all those years ago. Still, still crying about it with the Rockets. But I just saw Steve Nash uh, doing an interview talking to R.J. Barrett, and. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett, he was talking about him, and, and R.J. Barrett asked him something about his long hair, and he said, at the time, I thought it was really cool. He's like, looking back, uh, I'm not I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> you know, because, like, obviously, like, there's that point now where you look back and you're like, wow, I look weird. And you, you see the clips of Steve Nash, you're like, yeah. my, my kids see that, and they're like, who is that guy? I'm like, that's Steve Nash. Why does he have that hair? I'm like, I don't know, that was his thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely like that '90s dude, but like had that still going a little too far into the 2000s. Who's you know, the, you know if he had that in the '70s, he'd have been really edgy. Yeah. '60s and '70s, he would have been like Pete Maravich. Who uh, is the equivalent to Steve Nash in the league now? The equivalent to Steve Nash in the league right now, um, I, I think honestly, this sounds stupid when I say it, but I think Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young is is fast. He he's he's a he's a really good passer and has potential to be a great passer, and he, he can shoot from everywhere. And I feel like if you put him in those offenses that Steve Nash was in, they would have had similar results. Like he would have been great on D'Antoni's Suns. He'd have been great in in Dallas, uh, where you know there was other stars there with him, but like he was able to to lob it. Like you imagine, like Steve Nash was lobbing to Amari Stoudemire in his prime. You know, like. That's different. And if you gave Trey Young somebody like Amari, I feel like they would play pretty similar, give and go, pick and rolls, and and just great shots and passes. So I think I think Trey Young would actually be my pick. And he's small too. I think that's the other thing. There's a lot of great passers in the league now, but you have these like super tall point guards, uh, you know, and you want someone that shoots a high percentage three and is small, right. undersized. You know, what do you think, Dalton? Who you got? Oh. You know, I initially laughed, but that that makes a lot of sense. I I'm gonna oh, so you made fun of my idea and then you backed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh that's how uh, the world works. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna second Trey Young on that in in terms of the league. Um, it, it's hard because I don't think there are too many guys like Steve Nash left in the world. Yeah, um, and and so it's hard to hard to have that comparison. You know, there there are selfless guys in the league. Um, but even like the selfless guys, like now they still go out and get theirs every night. Um, and where where Steve Nash was doing it, uh, Steve Nash is is the traditional thought of a point guard. Zion's the most selfless player. He's only played like ten games. He's already more selfless than everybody else. They have to force him to to be hungry for the ball, force him to make shots. You know, I, I do think. Uh, I mean, there is other selfless players. I think LeBron's super selfless. Yeah, but that's the thing. Um, like, those selfless guys. Are but like, it's just a different game for them. Yeah. Steve Nash plays off speed and, and agility. Like I, I, think that, Paul. I think that we're missing Steph in this conversation, yeah. too, because he's injured. Yeah. 
I haven't seen him play a lot this year, but Steph Curry and Steve Nash seem very similar. And Steve Nash was part of – I think Steph's the – He was the part of Golden State's franchise person. for that whole time, this whole run. Yeah. He was uh, He was part really? of the staff. Yeah, he was on staff there. I don't remember what he did, but I, I know he's had a hand in mentoring Steph and Clay and those guys and teaching them. And, uh, and he came over with Kerr because part of Kerr's offense is a blend of the D'Antoni offense – and Popovich's, you know, Spurs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that where Kerr kind of created this game off that. And I think Nash was like an advisor to Kerr, uh, where they were coming up with how many passes and all those things yeah. together. I don't know a whole lot about the current NBA kind of uh, uh, world or scene. But y'all, someone said earlier, talking about the Spurs, I wonder if they'll get in. And I kind of feel like Popovich is like, Belichick in that is you can't rule them out until they're officially out. Yeah, until until I see them statistically beaten, I can't say they're not going to be in the playoffs. It's, you know, it's not to say right the playoffs. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and if they get to the playoffs, I don't ever see them as a rollover team. Mm-hmm. Like they come in eighth seed and and let's say they're playing the Lakers or let's say Denver, or Utah, or, you know, whoever ends up at number one seed, the Lakers right now. I wouldn't want to play Spurs in in the round, even in the AC, even with the maybe the least talented Spurs team we've ever seen. I still wouldn't want that. I, I think that as a Lakers fan, I, I just I would rather play young young Grizzlies who are bound to make mistakes under pressure. Um, rather play New Orleans. Definitely wouldn't want to play uh, Portland. Nobody wants to play Dame in the playoffs. That's the worst. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine the Spurs not there. But if the Spurs don't make it, and then with the way the Patriots went this year, it would seem like we really came to the end of a tough era, you know, of the end of some greatness, you know. I don't want that. If that happens, then maybe 2020 is the worst year ever. I can't I can't believe that because I had a little girl, and she called me a little girl, and I like her a lot. So she's got to be the best. But... You know, there is some other things that have happened this year that have been pretty rough that I'm not ready to talk about. And then, you know, you go to, to uh, you know, NFL playoffs with, with hardly any Brady, and then you go to NBA with no Spurs. I don't know about all that, you know. That's where I'm at. What's the thing that you guys want to see, like, in your lifetime, in the world of basketball, what do you think is the thing you want to see the most? Like, as a fan, if anything can happen to make the game, like, at a peak greatness, what is that thing that can happen? I hit you with a big question. I got one rolled up in my mind that I've been thinking about, so it's, it's a cheat for me to ask this question. But see, I... I could go first if it makes No, I'll answer it first. <laughs> Because I'm selfless like that. No, I'd rather you do that. I went right um, off the top of your dome. But I kind of hate that I've fallen away from the NBA because it was such a part of my childhood growing up. And even when I stopped playing basketball uh, later on in high school and college, like it was still on the kind of periphery, right? Like I'd check in and I'd follow along and whatnot. And then but over these last few years, I've just kind of lost interest in it. And I read that article, uh, the interview of Gary Payton recently uh, about the difference between style of play when, you know, he, him and um, the Sonics and the Bulls and all of them in the 90s, the different styles and the, uh, the change of kind of the um, approach of now, and this goes across all sports, I think it's becoming less about competition and more about entertainment. And I would like for that competitive um, nature or part of sports uh, in the NBA um, to maybe return a little more to become less about the, um, the entertainment component, the how many points can we store or score and um, get back to that kind of physical so you just need to start watching the WNBA because like, they're really competitive. Best and, ballers in the and world. And there's not always even people at the games, you know, yeah. and they're like out there just smoking it, you know, just 
Just and again, I recognize that I need I you might have offer any kind of criticism to a league I haven't watched in a while, but um, I also think I need to just pick a team. What's that golden era though? Like just nineties, you know, like mid nineties. Yeah, uh, NBA where you had Jordan and Elijah Wan and all these guys. Yeah, but you know, it, it, before it became about the decision, I think that that was uh, a pivotal moment in the sports world. Kind of broke the NBA, and when it became about personalities, I mean, it was always about personalities, but the explosion of social media and marketing and all of that, it just kind of changed the dynamic of the game where. I mean, it became less about my the way I encountered it. It becomes less about championships and more about like star power. Like, uh, what personalities can we get to bring money into um, our franchise? Uh, and if it leads to a championship, then all right. But of course, I'm operating right. Like I'm I'm thinking of, and I know I bring him up a lot, but like Brady. Being selfless and taking less money in order to be competitive to win championships. Tim Duncan, Duncan every year, yeah. yeah, yeah, Tim Duncan, exactly. I think that was probably the last last time I really paid attention to the NBA was when he was on his way his way out. But and they're two different leagues, and I get that. Um, but as a baseball fan too, as a I follow uh, baseball a lot more than the NFL and NBA, like. Baseball finds itself in a crisis, identity crisis as well, as trying to uh, remain competitive while appealing to um, younger fans and, and fans in general. You know, baseball more than anything is that point where it's all about the money. Yeah, for the players, you know, players just want to make more money, which is unfortunate. They don't care because about winning. If they care about winning, they would change the way that they're making. The right, money which is why the Cubs need to let Chris Bryant walk. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, I definitely um, always feel like there's a void of competition, and I don't, I don't think there are rivalries anymore. And every time I think a rivalry is about to start, um, it, it quickly you know dies off. Like the last couple of years, I was always amped to watch uh, Oklahoma City and and the Trailblazers play. Like I wanted to see Dame and Russ like go at it, um, or you know I liked. I, I don't care that the Warriors went to five finals because I want to see other teams beat them. Like, mm-hmm. if they're going to be the best team, like, if you hate it so much, beat them or get better. Like, I, I want to see if it's going to be LeBron versus the Warriors every year. Like, let's get it. Um, you know, if if it's Kobe versus the Spurs for a decade, like, that's what I want to watch is, like, I want to watch that grind happen. And, there, and there's so much fluidity in um, I fully support, like, players, you know, choosing their lifestyle. If you want to go live in L.A. instead of Toronto, like, that's your prerogative and you, you should get to do that. Like, it's your job. You mm-hmm. can choose to, like, go work for the company that you want to work for or whatever. Um, and so I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, but that's where some of the competition just inherently just kind of falls apart you're not playing the same guys four times a year you're playing them you know two times you know you're not playing them throughout the playoffs to get through you know it's not it's not lebron trying to get through the celtics every year until he finally does like Mm -hmm. and uh and and those things like come and go um but i feel like we've kind of been in a void in the nba um for that sort of thing you know it was always against the warriors and i guess in that sense you had that um, a little bit Rockets versus Warriors, you know, coming up for a couple of years. But um, I don't know. That's what I'm hungry for. Wishing there was teams that stay together. Yeah. To build long-lasting Like I, I want like the Jazz and yeah. Bulls. I like guys, guys getting mad at each other, you know, getting close to fighting, but settling it on the court because – yeah. Less friends. Everybody's friends in the NBA now. So yeah, and it, it's okay to be same. friends, but, like, I, I want you to, you know. It's different, though. And Jordan yeah. was mad at the Pistons. Yep. That was ball, you know, yeah. because they weren't friends. Like I was, uh, I was listening to the Woj pod about how Dwight Howard, you know, they were talking about the the Dwight Howard uh, Magic versus the Lakers Finals, and Dwight Howard, you know, this young guy in the league going over, hanging out with all the Lakers players and stuff. Who like before the they play against each other in the finals, and it's like, 
Like, where's your grit? Where, like, where's your toughness? Like, and then, and then they got those, trash. Yeah, like, like, those are the guys who are about to, you know, fight against the battle, but, you know. Turkley, man, that was the only guy that was really balling on that Magic team. <laughs> that dude made me crazy. He was hitting some shots. So what's my, yours? What's my, the setup? Mine was, so I've been, I thought about this for a couple of days. This is something I really want to see happen in the NBA, at least in, in my lifetime. You know, I want to see... Uh, Michael Jordan put together a Charlotte team that wins the championship. I, mm. I like as much as we listen to other basketball people. You mean talk, he has to spend more than twenty million a year? Whatever, whatever the deal is, I listen to people talk and I hear them say all the time that Michael is the worst executive in sports. I hear that all the time, and I hear people trash Michael Jordan all the time, saying, "Yeah, he was the greatest of all time, but he's terrible at, at running a basketball team." And I think, man, maybe that's true. But I, I've seen Michael talk about how he wants to get a championship as an owner. That that's like something he really, really wants. And I, and I thought about Michael because I watched the dunk contest, uh, you know, uh, before the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, he, he goes out, he loses the dunk contest, he comes back, he wins two in a row. I think he, at the time, was the only person to ever win two in a row. He might still be the only person to ever win two in a row. Um, and then he never never competed again. And then we know Michael, he, he was trying so hard to win a championship. Finally, he wins... And then he can't lose. He wins three in a row and then he quits. He, he goes and does something else, comes back and wins again. We know that Michael Jordan is a guy that on the front end of him becoming the greatest, he was always like totally trashed by people. You know, I mean, when they were losing to the Pistons, people were like, oh, yeah, well, he takes too many shots. And, and you know, he's he's this and he's that. And no one was talking about him the way that later they're like, oh, he was the greatest we've ever seen. You know, like. That, that's, that's this thing about Michael Jordan that I always forget until I see old, old Michael. And I remember there was a time when people just totally thought he wasn't, that he was overrated, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, now I think like as an owner, the NBA, is it's a hard league. It's a competitive league. Uh, you know, this, the cities that compete a lot are big cities that really have a lot of people. You know, Charlotte's a small market. Uh, and sometimes I think Michael, you know, he puts together some weird teams. He does some weird stuff, you know. Like It's not like I think he's made good moves. But, like, I would like to see a team that comes together with Michael Jordan as the owner, that that team wins. Almost just so I can see Michael win one more time. Like, yeah. it's this thing in my mind where it's like, I want to see Michael win one more time. Yeah. And that's the only way I can see it. And I hope that it happens because it will shut all the haters' mouths. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like, you know, like we still talk about Jerry West, who only won once, lost seven times in the finals. If Michael was the guy like, yeah, man, he did a terrible job, but then finally he put together a team and that team played their hearts out and they won, that would be pretty great. And even with the Charlotte team they have now, I, I like the young guys on the team, Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington. And, you know, like they're really only like a, a piece away from being a, a playoff team, at least in the East and a lot of young talent on that team. And it's like, obviously, Michael's looking for lightning in a bottle with young talent, and, and he's not a guy that's wanting to go over the cap, obviously. Uh, but we've seen a lot of great teams that didn't want to go over the cap. You know, we've seen Indiana go to the Eastern Conference Finals, not going over the cap. Running LeBron to seven games, not going over the cap. You know, so it's like, it can be done. And I would like to see that. That, that to me, would be like a heightened NBA moment for me. I think I'll be pretty excited. I didn't think of that, but that would be pretty sick. It'd be in my mind a lot just because I hear people trash him. You should never trash Michael Jordan. It's, it's like I feel like it's the same as the Spurs and the Patriots. Don't don't say they're not going to make it. Don't say the Spurs <laughs> aren't going to make the playoffs until they haven't made it. Like mm-hmm. let's not even mess with that. And so I feel like it would be great because if Michael did win, a lot of people going to get burned. Like pretty much every analyst. All this new era of stat guys, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I'm just a fanalist. I'm just trying to make it to all the All Star games and you know, maybe a trip to a playoff game or something on on the media pass. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to get there. But uh, I I'm not gonna get burned on talking bad about Michael Jordan. You know, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> the other thing I would like to see. This is not great NBA moment, but think about how cool this would be if all the ESPN reporters. And, like, let's say, like, all the media guys, like, everybody that has a vote on Rookie of the Year and all this stuff. So, like, the, the bona fide, uh-huh. legit media guys, if they had a basketball league and they had to play, like, a tournament every year. Like, we had, we could watch the media tournament. Like, I could see, like, Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons playing. Uh, <laughs> and like, like, SVP. 
and like everybody's playing in this like media game. And like some of them would even have like I mean, there's a lot of media guys who were ex NBA players. So you get some ex ex players. You get Reggie Miller and and T Mac and Grant Hill and Paul Pierce. You could get some pretty good guys. And if like even if it was just like a summer like little pickup league, it would be pretty cool to be able to watch like the media guys all play against each other. I mean, you you know they they off. do like a you I'm, know well, some yeah. some gym like you know, they just get yeah. Up. I mean, I'm sure they're yeah. I'm sure they're shooting and playing and, and yeah. doing some pickup. Yeah, I get you. But I mean, like an organized like, hey, it's ESPN Run, versus ice, Fox Sports today, you yeah. know? And Run like by just ice for fun. cube three on three tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring Reggie back into the league. Yeah, I. Do you guys think Brian Windhorst plays it? I don't feel like he does. I feel like he just talks. Huh? Yeah. It, it, but it would be cool to see, like, yeah. it'd be cool to see a media tournament. I, and if there is a media tournament, maybe that's our end. That's our end, yeah. To get in. We run that if tournament. If we run the tournament, then we get to be at the big games. Yeah, we get, we get to, to go to the big dance. We get to host TNT one night. Oh man! I, oh, that'd be sick. Y'all, would, y'all would be fire on that. We would be fire on TNT. Like TNT should be calling. Like Ted Turner is Captain Pat. You know what I'm my saying? My one request, though, if I get to host TNT, um, I don't want to do it with Shaq and Chuck because they they're gonna cloud on me and make me cry on national <laughs> TV. Oh, I want to. I want to. I want to box out Chuck. I want to try everything in my power to box out Chuck. I would just like even if I was if I was in a cafeteria if I was in a rock line at a restaurant and Chuck was in line I would go up and put my butt right on that man and try to push him out of the way I'd be like dog I'm getting food first but I do I just boxed you out Chuck what now he's like I feel like he would appreciate my intensity to get the food I ain't letting Chuck get my chicken curry you know what I'm saying I'm getting chicken curry Chuck take home some white rice y'all know what I'm saying yeah and you can't make chocolate cake out of chicken curry either no you can't that's why the Sixers gonna lose exactly. with this team they got right now yeah, they're trying to make chocolate cake up. out of chicken curry man you can't do send it send them beats somewhere else where straight they're trying up. to make chicken curry straight up straight up well guys that's good that's good you got anything else for us Adam you got any uh, got any good business ideas you're working on anything no uh, no I'm just glad y'all invited me we're to, trying to plug to offer a couple you got any plugs? You know, you got, you got anything? Uh, you've been working on some new stuff? No. What about the center? You've been working on the center? That's that's. A, yeah, we're trying to... That's an endeavor. Inspire you, creativity and community with some kiddos and help them uh, find ways to express themselves and do so in a way that facilitates bringing each other, you know, connecting with their neighbors and stuff, so... Stuff. You know, last one time, last week, what we, we did a game with them. One of the things I loved growing up was, uh, like, just getting, like, a hula hoop and a ball and being like, all right, create a game. You know what I mean? Like, and there, other so you than, just create basketball. Though. I mean, other than, like, okay, let's make it like a hoop or throw it through it or whatever. And um, it's – I forget how imagination – how important imagination is, right? Like um, – and so to see kids take some of, you know, like a hula hoop, a ball and something else and create like this, a game reminds me of the importance of um, doing that ourselves as an adult, right? Like I remember growing up and when it was all about basketball, like finding every way to like ball, right? So like, did y'all have them pencil things growing up in grade school, like the containers that flipped open oh yeah yeah you make it's hoops boxing, put it in the yeah. air so that's kind of what I'm up to right now just helping kids that's both the athletes yeah. artists and everyone in between find ways to use their imagination to connect with each other because there's a lot of personalities out there and a lot of messages out there that's saying that we have to look out for ourselves and ourselves only but in the grand scheme of things we need each other isn't it strange that in like the world of creativity, there was a time where we made sports. And right. those sports were like a creative endeavor that took off. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the same era, you know, in a sense, like where sports started to become like mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then we made these sports and then those became the sports that just, they were the sports. Mm-hmm. And then like now, if you sit down and you want to create a sport, 
Like you pretty much couldn't create a new sport and get everybody to adopt that. Like that's almost impossible. Right. Like I had just uh, sometime like a year ago, I think I I listened to an interview about the guy that created um, what was that like bouncy bed? Spike ball. Is that what it was spike what? ball? The the thing where they they hit the trampolines but they play basketball still? with the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's spike ball. It's like volleyball. I'm not gonna... No, this Tramp- is basketball with trampolines. It used Sky to be zone. on. The sky zone is a place for trampolines. That's true. You are familiar with trampolines. I like that. Um, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. It yeah. used to be on TV. It yeah, used to be on, I remember it, that. It was on like Spike or Turner. Yep. They would show these games where they had trampolines like built into the floor, like on the court. Uh-huh. And then they would run and like they would do crazy flips and dunk it and, and the hoops were like a little higher. It was all about dunks, mm-hmm. uh, and and there's like a guy who's brought it back, and it, in China they actually it's it's like starting to stick where they were able to integrate this new version of basketball, and some of the colleges have courts for this because it takes its own special court and everything, mm-hmm. but like that was a story because it was so rare that anybody would create a new sport, and that that new sport would become something that the institutions would then build a court for and make a way to play this new sport. And so it's like we have this world that I feel like people are even more creative. Like they're making more music than ever, making more movies than ever. They're making more art, writing more books. And like people are – we're making more podcasts. Yeah. And like we're literally making things all the time. But then we can't make a sport. And you know what it makes me really wish? It makes me wish that somehow we colonize a new place. Like it, it, not, not colonize it. <laughs> colonize no, not, yeah, yeah. Pause, 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 pause. Not colonize in that way. But like – in a way that we discovered a new place that we are friends with, not taking the place. Colonization means we're taking it, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't want None of that. No taking. But let's say we found the planet and we went to that planet as we discovered it and we said, hey guys, I got to show you this, this new thing. This new thing is called basketball. If you could just bring basketball to a new planet where they've never seen it before, think about it awesome that'd be because then you would finally feel the same thing that, that the man invented basketball felt no you would feel you'd feel terrible because nobody would want to play it takes so long to like no get you off could the play ground. you could play basketball as long as you have hard service a rubber ball and no no, no uh, but like a rent. no no that, that's not but like the momentum of people like you could it, show them videos of michael jordan and be like Check yeah but out. they won't care about it's michael space jordan. jam three right but then like that kind of defeats the purpose of like creative sports meaning like then we're just taking yeah yeah we're back to epic plagiarism we're we're back to like here look at our game that's awesome what i'm saying is is that i couldn't create anything as awesome as basketball but to introduce basketball to people that have never seen it not in a colonization way but just in a friendship you know i always thought about creating something new and then i saw the movie the movie basketball and I was oh, like, yeah. I don't want to be like them dudes. Classic. Yeah. Spade's back too. Is he in that? David Spade. I don't think he was in it. Oh well. I he's back. Know. He's got a he's got a, a TV show. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Still wish it didn't come. You know, one last thing I'll say about the the sports thing is it's it's neat when you do the history of sports and to see it evolve and see it um, kind of adapt and um, I think that that's something we need to remember too when it comes time to. Um, uh, dealing with sports and uh, even just our own kind of creativity is that it's an ongoing thing you know like we have to be open to to the changes to the adaptations that take place that um, let's think about how the game started right what who who invented basketball Naismith is that who it was I actually don't know I feel like I think it's Naismith what he started with and where it is today, right? It took I feel a like lot there of, needs to be some revisionist history on it. I don't feel like he invented it. As, he probably didn't. Malcolm Gladwell could maybe <laughs> give us some insight. Yeah, he probably, yeah, he probably co-opted it in some way. But um, such a nice way to say what we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we could be wrong, so we might. We could be wrong, and so we we don't want to assume things. Yeah. But yeah, it is interesting to see. Sports evolved all the way to the point where now people just watch one minute videos on their phone and even watch sports anymore. Only I mean, watch sports. What right? I mean, which is only I watch sports. <laughs> and you think about like, for instance, the XFL. Their first weekend 
like they caught a bunch of criticism for a lot of reasons, but one in particular is like they wanted to make sure their games were under three hours long because we as society, right? Like we want this quick, um, high scoring entertainment thing and it, it couldn't be done. Right. And so they caught all sorts of flack and the same thing with baseball they're you know, they, I saw that they're implementing the, uh, three batter rule now for when you make, uh, Changes uh, relief pitchers like you have to face three batters. No longer is it you can just have a specialist, right? Uh, which I think is kind of bogus anyway. But uh, anyway, all right. I, I hear Those you. Those my two I, I agree with that. When you go to an NBA game, you always wish it was longer. I feel like it's because you got a lot of money into it and you want to just watch it forever. Like mm-hmm. 40, 48 minutes of basketball, you want it, You want overtime. Like if you said this game's going to have three overtimes, we're like, I'd pay so much money to go to the triple overtime game. <laughs> I get extra basketball time. But like on TV, yeah, people people aren't happy with, with pauses and, and breaks and then you get like replay reviews and they, it makes the game longer, hack a shack and, and everyone's mad, you know. And uh, whatever, you know. If you really love it, you love it all the way to the end, you know? Like, I'm a big guy. I love food. I'm eating all the food on my plate. All even when I get, even, even the parts, I'm like, oh, these are green beans. I don't want to eat green beans. I eat them first. And if I find a spare one, I'm like, dang, I'll eat that one later, you know? I don't <laughs> care because I'm eating all my food. And I love basketball. I'm watching all the basketball. You got to get that chicken curry, bro. I'm, yeah, you gotta get it with the peanut rice and the yogurt. Straight up, can't be on that white rice game. Just and don't let that chicken, chicken curry get on that chocolate. I don't cake. let it hit the ground. I'm taking it right off the rim. Straight up, straight up. Dalton, you got any last thoughts? Oh uh, no, no. I think that's a wrap. I think we had a, a good session. You know, thanks for uh, sticking by us as we had a little bit of a break there in the midst of you know everything going on in life, but. Um, Check out the Instagram, you know, Am I a Baller, all one word, launched a couple weeks ago. So check out what we're doing there. We'll, we'll be posting things uh, outside of the podcast, you know, uh, our thoughts on just random things as we see them throughout the days, um, stories, everything like that. So check out Am I a Baller on Instagram, share this podcast, comment below, rate it uh, with your friends. You know, anybody that you think is a baller, should be a baller, could be a baller, uh, let them know what we're about. Um, you know, and if you see Adam Silver, All-Star Weekend happening right now. So uh, we'll, we'll be there in Chicago. We'll be uh, with Woj and Patrick Beverly at that live podcast. So super excited for that. We'll share our thoughts when we come back on our own. Or maybe we'll share them there. You never know. Maybe. Maybe say, we'll get hey, on the mic. Hey, Dizza, what do you think about Pat this year, you know? I like that. All I know is that if I can get a, an autograph, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to have him sign it either you know who I am I'm Patrick Beverly which is taking that Kevin Durant quote out of context or it's going to say I'm just running around doing nothing Patrick Beverly because that's taking that uh, that Russ quote I really really like that I'm probably just going to you know cry yeah yeah, so I'm super excited. We got we got big things planned. Everyone's you know, in Chicago this week. We're uh, you know, even though we've taken a little bit of time off on the podcast the last couple of weeks, we uh, you know, haven't been taking time off uh, from work and and hustling together. And I've actually um, had a lot of time off. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and planning things. Miko Club's got some big things happening this year. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to the coffee shop. Uh, shout out to all the friends uh, doing work. So. Big things happening. Stay tuned and uh, check us out. Share us. Review us. Let us know. Just big things popping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> big things popping. Greg Popovich. It's a wrap. The MI Baller Podcast is brought to you by Baristi Boys and produced by Miko Club. Yeah, we're back and we're bringing you businesses and basketballs. We're basketballs and businesses. Either ways, we're bringing it's all's plurals. Thanks for listening.